When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. Uh, I received a comment on my YouTube channel yesterday. Uh, it was a comment that was uh, directed at my uh, latest podcast, The Truth of the Matter, uh, where I talked about uh, what, what the truth is, basically, what the truth is with the extraterrestrial reality and the cover-up and all of it, and I just laid it out there simply uh, in, in a short format so anybody who doesn't... Uh, uh, believe in this or understand it maybe if they were to read it maybe they would uh, become interested in it and look into it and do their own research and come to the realization that we are not alone in the universe but anyway uh of course i i am a, a believer that these things are extraterrestrial i know that there's a lot of people out there who say that they're interdimensional or ultra terrestrial or uh, a whole different uh, explanation behind where these things come from. Uh, I, I believe it's extraterrestrial for, for a lot of different reasons, but it, I, I don't think it really matters. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, people who are who think that they're interdimensional or ultra-terrestrial or whatever, right, uh, I, I think that we're all on the same team here. We're all playing on the same team. We all want to get disclosure. I mean, there, there's an intelligent uh, race of beings among us, and we just want to know more about uh, who they are and where they come from. Uh, I, I believe that they are extraterrestrial. I, I, don't, I, I just don't buy into the interdimensional or ultra-terrestrial or anything like that, any of those hypotheses. I just don't do it. I just, I just don't see it. I think that, you know, for, based on my own experiences, uh, I just, I just can't see it. These, this, this thing that was in my room was, was, was flesh and blood. It was, it didn't come, come traipsing out of some other dimension. It was there. It was three dimensional right there in the room. Uh, the, the object I saw back in 1994 while on a fishing trip, I mean, I could have hit that thing with a rock. I mean, it was right in front of me within 10 feet, you know, and it was only two and a half stories off the ground with these big giant lights on the front of it. I mean, that, if, if, if that thing had a destruct, if that thing was equipped with a, destru with a destructive ray, I mean, it could have turned me into a pile of ash, you know, in two seconds flat. But uh, I, I mean, it was real. It was there. It was a physical manifestation of something, just like the being that I saw in the 70s. But anyway, there was a comment here from Impossible Visits on YouTube. And uh, Impossible Visits states, What makes you assume as definite, quote, truth, end quote, that they are from a planet outside our solar system? Jacques Vallée gave up on the extraterrestrial explanation decades ago. Well, uh, <clears throat> you know, Jacques Vallée, I think he's one of the greatest researchers into this ufo mystery out there there's no question about it i mean this guy's been going on doing this since the 1950s uh researching this uh, since he was a young man uh, and, it, and, it, and it, there were a lot of things going on in france back in 1954 which well shall get into uh pretty soon uh regarding uh Jacques Vallée. I, I, but I don't agree with Jacques Vallée on everything. I, I, you know, I, I, you know, one of my my favorite uh, UFO investigator has to be Stant, the late Stanton Friedman, and there were some things I don't agree with him on either. Uh, but uh, a lot of people, like Stanton Friedman, agree that these things are extraterrestrial. They think that that's what they where they're coming from. Because I mean, let's face it. Uh, I mean, this is not something that's been reported. Like UFOs were never reported uh, as uh, way back in centuries ago as they have been in the past uh, hundred years or so, right? 
uh, it's it's really picked up, especially in the 1940s. And and before that, you would hear there were some stories here and there, but I don't think there was a lot going on. I think that they, I think that there may have been most certainly extraterrestrial uh, visits here at at different points, and maybe there was a presence here the whole time, but nobody was really talking about it in uh, in in the 1400s, 1500s, 1600s, 1700s, 1800s. Really, nobody was really talking about it back then. Uh, I know, like some people will say, well, a lot of the the descriptions in the Bible could 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 be uh, extraterrestrials could have been responsible for them. I I mean I really don't know. There's really not a lot of evidence for things that happened in the past uh, with UFOs. There's really not a lot of reports actually from the long past. It's really started uh, in the late 1800s. There was a, a little wave there, and then in the late 1940s it really took off. Uh, but I think that, uh, that I think that these things are physical in nature, and I think that they're coming here from someplace else. Otherwise, if like okay, if they're interdimensional, well, how come really the human race really wasn't experiencing these things as much in the long past as they are uh, in in the in more contemporary times? Uh, there's so I, I just think that that's just my exper- my my uh, my opinion doesn't make me right. But anyway, there was a response to that uh, comment from Matt Sapiro, eighteen ninety six. And he says, it's simply logical. Time travel or inner earthers are long shots, pal. Yeah, I think it is long shots. I think uh, I think interdimensional, and now people have been talking about ultra-terrestrial. Ultra, ultra uh, I mean, I just don't know. I, I think they are long shots. I think that these things are coming from someplace else. Otherwise, we would have been dealing with them for for the entire existence of humankind i mean we 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 really haven't been i mean where are they manufacturing their 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 craft under the oceans i mean i think that's where they're hiding but i don't think they've been here the whole time i think that they really show seems like they showed up in force in the late 1940s uh cold warrior 23 uh commented on the on the comment also uh writing interdimensional is a distinct possibility it makes no difference their capabilities are way beyond ours yet still within the laws of physics just not as we understand them currently something is definitely happening i think that sums it up uh perfectly as far as i'm concerned yeah you know, I mean, anything's possible, right? And and I don't care if, if it turns out that they're interdimensional or ultra-terrestrial later on, like when the evidence is finally revealed, right? Uh, I don't care if I'm wrong about them being extraterrestrial, but uh, as far as I'm concerned, they're extraterrestrial. They are alien to the human race, regardless of which way you look at it, regardless if they're interdimensional, ultra-terrestrial, whatever, right? They're, they're, they're alien to us. They're, they're not us. There's there's something else. They are a different kind of an intelligence other than us. So they are alien to us, regardless of where they come from, whether it's from another dimension or another planet. I do believe, though, firmly in the final analysis, it will be another planet. But uh, anyway, speaking of Jacques Vallée, uh, recently I did a podcast where I was uh, uh, talking about different incidents that he had listed uh, in an appendix in his book, Passport to Mangonia, which was published back in 1969. Basically, he had uh, an appendix in the back of this book, Passport to Mangonia, that had all these different uh, encounters of UFOs and, and humanoids uh, that had occurred between the years 1868 all the way to 1968. And uh, in that previous podcast, I got up to 1953 and then I stopped. Uh, today, I want to basically focus on 1954 because, and, and just 1954 because it was a gigantic year. Actually, it seems like uh, Valet in that book, I mean, he has more cases from 1954 than any other time period. Uh, actually, 43 pages are uh, of different kinds of encounters and sightings are listed uh, in Passport to Magonia, uh, in that uh, appendix. 
and you know, it just seems that a lot of people were seeing the landed craft and and humanoids at that time, particularly in France, where Valet uh, hails from. Uh, that's where he was born. Uh, there was a lot of uh, sightings of craft, landed craft, and humanoids, and that's basically when uh, Valet started really becoming interested in this. Uh, so I want to go through uh, just some of the cases in 1954. Again, the point being is that there's no way that all these people are making this stuff up. But when you when you pile all these reports on top of each other, right, and, and you look at them all, you, you have to realize that the, all of this isn't all these people aren't liars or hoaxers or or, or drunkards or having hallucinations. Uh, there, there's truth in these in these reports, uh, and I think it just it goes to it just proves the the reality that we are not alone here, uh, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, when you put stack them up like this, and then you have to also think this is people that reported these things in 1954 that you know Valet included in his appendix here. Uh, however. Uh, like Preston Dennett always points out, you have to wonder how, how many people never reported uh, from 1954 or any time period for that matter. I mean, how many people have ex have seen these creatures and or craft uh, and never said a word to anybody about it or kept it within their family and just never made it public? I mean, there, there has to be an incredible number, uh, uh, probably a very surprising number, probably in the millions, if not tens of millions, I would bet. Uh, there's probably a lot of people out there who had experiences that they cannot explain, but they kept it to themselves. But anyway, we're going to start uh, with uh, a little bit from uh, 1953. There was, it started, things that really started picking up in 1953, uh, right, leading up into 1954 with humanoid encounters. Uh, here was one from Spain, from Valaris de Saz. The approximate date was July 2nd, 1953. An illiterate boy, uh, an illiterate boy cowhand, Maximo Munas Oliveris, 14 years old, saw a big balloon on the ground behind him when a faint whistling attracted his attention. Shaped like a water jug, it was metallic. Through an opening came three dwarves, 60 centimeters tall, with yellow faces, narrow eyes, and oriental features. They spoke in a language he could not understand. They were dressed in blue, had a sort of flat hat with a visor in front, and a metal sheet on their arms. One of them smacked the boy's face, then they re-entered the machine, which glowed very brightly, made a soft whistling sound, and went off like a rocket. Footprints and four holes five centimeters deep, forming a perfect square 36 centimeters in size, were found by police. Now, see right there, you have actually uh, physical trace evidence to go along with the story. In that case, I don't think that this kid was lying. Um, I mean, you would have to think if, if a kid's going to make something like this up, right, they're going to make it a little bit more uh, uh, intriguing, a little bit more action-packed. I mean, maybe these guys had laser guns on them and were coming out and shooting at them. And if, if a kid's going to make up a story, that's what it's going to sound like, something like that. But no, not in this case. This is He saw these weird guys coming out. They were like dwarfs. One of them smacked him in the face. And then the thing took off. They got back in the craft and it, and it left. And there was marks in the grounds, and the the police investigated. I mean, I to me that sounds like extraterrestrial to me. Uh, here was one from July 31st in Poland. The metallic object, 30 meters in diameter, was observed by five Polish and two German workers as it landed in a field close to a railway. It was shaped like a sphere with a flat disc around it, showing numerous openings at the periphery. Now there you have seven witnesses to to some strange object, you know, land like a sphere shaped circular. Uh, with a flat disc around it, your classic flying saucer description, and it landed, and there were seven people that saw it in Poland. 
August 16th, 1953, in Tours, France, Claude Pasquier saw two discs flying very low, quite slowly, along a straight course with a hard sound. That's that's all it says. So that was just a sighting of a UFO. Uh, Ciudad Valley, Mexico, uh, the approximate date was August 18th, 1953. Cab driver Salvador Villanueva, 40, observed two creatures, 1.2 meters tall, wearing coveralls with wide, shiny, perforated belts, metal collars, and small, black, shiny boxes on their backs. They had helmets under their arms. The witness thought they were pilots of, of, of the Indian race. One of them spoke to him in Spanish, stringing the words together in a strange accent. Trivial matters were discussed until dawn when they returned to their craft, 13 meters in diameter, through a staircase under the lower disc. The witness ran away when invited to follow them. The object rose with a pendulum motion and shot up vertically. Yeah. Obviously, that was extraterrestrial. And it seems like in, 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 at this time, it seemed like a lot of people were seeing them, seeing these things wearing helmets and masks. Uh, a lot of different cases, you'll notice. Uh, here was one from September 4th, 1953 in Tonnerre, France. A woman saw two objects on the ground and three 1.5 meter tall men running toward the craft. They had oversized heads and wore helmets and boots. One entered the elongated object, 5 meters long, 1.5 meters wide, which spread wings that made it look like a butterfly. It then took a vertical position, resting on a tripod, and took off with the spherical object into which the other two creatures had gone. There were tra- physical traces found at the spot. <clears throat> Obviously, not, like, why would somebody uh, report something like this? Why would anybody just decide, you know what, I'm going to tell people that I saw something like this. I'm going to describe this craft landed with these little guys, and I'm going to tell people about it just for the fun of it. I, it's, it's, it's not going to happen. Uh, I mean, very rare. I mean, of course, there are going to be some people would do it, but all of these cases, not all of them, no way. September 12, 1953, in Denmark, in Brost, uh, Brost was the scene of an attempted abduction of a girl by two humanoids emitting a golden light. Their hands were rugged and cold like a fish. October 25, 1953, Santa Fe, New Mexico. Jim Milligan, 16, was driving through a park when he saw something fall in front of his car and stopped as the object landed in some bushes. Uh, it, he walked toward it. He found a craft that looked like two ship hulls, about three meters long, two meters wide, glued together. When he tried to touch it, the object flew away. Okay, uh, we're going to skip for, uh, skip ahead here and, and get into the 1954 uh, si- uh, events, in, um, encounters. <clears throat> and this, the first one we're going to talk about here is happened at the um, Maragnane Airport in France. Uh, uh, Mr. Cheneau, a fireman, saw a round, luminous object slowly coming down and called the control tower to report it. When he came out again, the object had disappeared. So that was something that happened in an airport. And that's another thing, you know, to point out. You know, people, you hear a lot of cases, these things appearing, disappearing, they obviously have the the power to make themselves invisible. There's just no question. Uh, I mean, there was, a, there was a story I recently I saw on the YouTube channel Eyes on Cinema. There was a uh, some some gentleman in the early 90s, I believe, in, in the United Kingdom was looking out at a, over a field. And next thing you know, there was an object just starting started to uh, materialize right in front of them. Yeah, they have the power to make themselves invisible, uh, which is which is a really, really great asset to have to be able to have the power to make yourself invisible. 
uh, February 1954 in Australia, a native was riding a horse over a low ridge when a spherical object about 13 meters in diameter nearly skittled, hit, skittled me off my horse. It went up suddenly with a heavy wind rumbling and emitting four columns of smoke. In uh, February of 1954 in Peekskill, uh, New York, Mr. and Mrs. Forster stated they saw a craft on the ground with a woman close by. She was wearing luminous clothing, a sort of hood, uh, uh, she had a tube in one hand and a box in the other. Mr. Forster, Mrs. Forster, uh, uh, yeah, Mrs. Forster had to be taken to the hospital, uh, because she w- went into shock after seeing this. Now, uh, if somebody's going to have a, a, a hallucination or, you know, two people at the same time are going to have a hallucination, that's impossible. A married couple reporting something like this, obviously they saw something and apparently it was extraterrestrial. March 1954, Santa Maria, Brazil. Ruben Helwig was driving when he saw a football-shaped machine the size of a Volkswagen on the ground. He walked toward it and met two men of slim build, normal height, their faces brownish, wearing no helmets. One was inside the object while the other collected grass samples. They spoke to Helwig in a strange language, and yet he said he understood they were asking for ammonia. He directed them to a nearby town. The craft vanished silently and instantly with blue and yellow flames. Now, obviously, that sounds like it's extraterrestrial. Uh, and it's interesting that they're asking for ammonia. Sometimes the smell of ammonia uh, is something that people who get close to certain kinds of extraterrestrials could uh, smell. March 1954, Santa Maria, Brazil. Ruben Helwig again saw a strange machine. The next day, he observed a tall, fair-complexioned man and two women who had light brown skin, long black hair, dark slanted eyes. All three wore one-piece garments of a fabric resembling suede with zippers. They told Helwig that they were scientists, spoke of the natural riches of Brazil, and expressed surprise that he did not run away. (laughs) Obviously, these things were... Uh, extraterrestrials probably scoping out the territory. You know, that's what it seems like to me. You know, if you look at 1947, starting with Kenneth Arnold, uh, you have him seeing those nine discs like they're flying in formation, but, you know, but they're not uh, human-made craft of any kind. Uh, and then you see other kinds of reports like this. Uh, a lot Sometimes they're captured on film, uh, in, in fact, uh, in the early 1950s. Like It's like they showed up in force. Uh, checking us out, and then all of a sudden you hear these reports, people running into these humanoids like this, like in 1954, and they're taking samples, they're taking grass samples. It's almost like maybe we we were discovered by some certain races at some, maybe this is what happened. Maybe back, because we were uh, dropping uh, atomic bombs, uh, maybe they, they they sensed it somehow, or maybe they had agents here watching our growth, and they and then all of a sudden they all decided, hey, we better go check out this planet. See, 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 we didn't know about this planet before. Maybe we sent out a maybe it was like a smoke signal uh, by dropping them bombs. Anyway, April twenty second, nineteen fifty four, San Nicolas Island in California. American military personnel saw a cigar-shaped object of a gray color coming to the ground. Smoke was seen to rise where it landed, but a search yielded no results. Yeah, these beings really have have it on us, right? Don't they? I mean, they really can get away. We really have like no chance against them. I mean, they are so more advanced, so far advanced compared to us that we have no chance. And that's well, probably one of the other reasons that the secret control group in the back of their minds keeps thinking, oh, what are we going to tell the people when they ask, oh, you know, what can we do against them? Nothing, because we can do nothing. 
I mean, really, when you think about it, uh, like say Russia or China sent over some jet fighters and they and they landed somewhere uh, and they started uh, do, taking samples uh, out of the ground, uh, grass samples and stuff before they got back in their jet fighters. That would it would you, it'd be impossible. You wouldn't be they wouldn't be able to do that uh, because they would never get a chance to land because our jet fighters would bomb them right out of the sky. But when it comes to these extraterrestrials and their craft, there's absolutely nothing we anybody can do about it. They're just way too more advanced than we are. Uh, May 18, 1954, Cannon Air Force Base in New Mexico. Two per- persons witnessed the landing of a lens-shaped object the size of a house. It came to the ground near the railroad tracks, kicking up a small sandstorm in the desert. One witness first decided to approach it, then ran away in fear. Probably was a good idea to run away in fear. You're probably, probably your best bet. Uh, May 20th, 1954, uh, in Brut- Bruton, Great Britain, N- Nigel Frapple was cycling home from a dance in Wincanton at Redlinch Crossroads. He saw an orange glow in a field and observed it from a hedge. It came from a huge object 35 meters away, less than 7 meters above the ground, uh, which made a throbbing sound. After one minute, it moved toward the northwest, accelerating and climbing. Uh, here from June 9th, 1954, in Australia, Janet Brown, 16, and a 13-year-old friend heard a loud noise and saw a large dark object that burst into light, hovering 20 meters away at the height of a fa- of a factory grate gate. It was cylindrical, 10 meters long, 5 meters high, with a canopy on top. It flew away and was lost to sight behind some trees. <clears throat> Obviously, that wasn't it, that. That's not man-made. That they're describing something that was manufactured by uh, beings that have more intelligence than we have and and better technology. June twenty-first, nineteen fifty-four, Ridgeway, Canada. Mister and Mrs. Guy Baker saw a disc about fourteen meters in diameter with a dome and several rotating lights. They had to push their car, which could not be started until the object left the ground. They found a large brown circular spot in the pasture where the disc had been resting. Uh, obviously, disc disc shape taken off. The car the car wouldn't start. That, obviously, that's extraterrestrial technology. July 7th, 1954, in Garson, Canada, a miner saw a landed object and a giant man with strange burning eyes. He fainted. When he regained consciousness, the object and entity had vanished. This was actually something that was investigated by the Royal Canadian Air Force. Um, July 20th, 1954, Oslo, Norway. Near this city, two men were chased by an object and stopped their car to observe it. After the sighting, a watch stopped working and the paint on the car allegedly changed color. Yeah, these beings, they can do anything, can't they? They just have it over us really, really bad, really bad. I mean, again, we have no chance against these people, against these beings, whatever they are. Uh, if there was going to be a fight. Uh, I don't think they are here to fight, though. I don't know what they're here for exactly. Uh, who really knows? I mean, there's all sorts of... We speculate all the time on here, but we really don't know the exact reason. Uh, here's another one. Kemington, Canada, from August 10th, 1954. The Kupal children said that a brightly lighted object followed them to the farm. Mr. Kupal said his oldest son went to the field where the children had been playing and saw an orange object rise and speed off to the west. Grass was flattened over 15 meters with two tracks about 5 meters long. Again, physical trace evidence left behind by some sort of a saucer object, saucer-shaped object. Uh, August 23rd, 1954, uh, in Varanou, near Deguise, in France, uh, a strange object hovered low over the house of Mr. Lucas and left straight up. 
uh, August 23, 1954, uh, in Lugrin near Thonon, France, Elsie Blanc approached an object looking like an aluminum trailer with two small beings in silvery dress grunting like pigs standing close by. The craft took on a fiery color and flew away. Well, obviously it was extraterrestrial, right? Obviously. August 27, 1954, Boston Creek, Canada. A wingless flying object was seen by Bill Supa, an employee of the Caswell Construction Company. It landed about two kilometers away from the witness who approached within 300 meters before it took off and flew flew away. Grass was flattened where it had landed. Again, more physical trace evidence. I mean, I know that where's all the where were all the scientists back in 1954 uh, when these when these reports were being uh, filed? <clears throat> they should have been out there checking the grass. I know people in the UFO community, investigators, private investigators, and independent investigators uh, have have done this over the years. Uh, but where's the the, sci- the scientific uh, community itself? I mean, the whole thing should have been checking these things out and trying to figure out what's going on. But they really stay, they've been staying away from it all these years because uh, they're concerned about the ridicule that they'll face. August 30th, 1954, North Bay, Canada. Sergeant Dirty saw a brilliant circular object flying across Lake, Lake Nipsing toward the Royal Canadian Air Force Base. An oblong canister was hanging down from a central section which supported a long cone with a spinning globe on top. When it tilted, the witness was able to observe... Uh, regular regulator like devices inside the machine through a vertical light at slit six brilliant appendages which looked like necklaces were hanging from the craft Dirtle woke up four air force men who observed the object spiraling away so that was a multiple witness case among canadian military men and uh, obviously it was something that uh, human beings did not have in 1954 for sure uh, september 3rd 1954 in tunisia Many workers in the fields 12 kilometers south of this small town saw an object apparently made of transparent plastic fly over the houses, stop on edge, and swing like a pendulum a few meters above the ground. It made several erratic jumps, then resumed its horizontal position and flew away. Yeah, you hear that sometimes, these these objects moving in like a pendulum back and forth, swinging back and forth, and then finally taking off. Uh, here's from September 7th, 1954, Harpenville, France, between Larpenville and Conte, two bricklayers, uh, uh, Camille Renard, 27, and Ives, I'm going to turn the page, uh, Deglaboys, 23, I'm probably getting, I'm probably butchering these names, the pronunciations, but, uh, what are you going to do? 23, saw an object floating in midair over a field. It looked like an unfinished haystack with a plate turned upside down on top of it. When they approached, it took off. Diameter, 10 meters. Height, 3 meters. A kind of door was noticed. The observation lasted over three minutes, and the object released smoke when it departed. Yeah, I've, you know, I've heard that too. It looks like some some people report smoke sometimes. You know, I wonder what it really is. I don't think it's smoke, but I, I like to know. Uh, in uh, September 10th, 1954, in Maurice, France, a farmer, Mr. Mazad, was walking home when he suddenly conf- was confronted with a helmeted being of average height who made friendly gestures, then went back into the brush, entered a cigar-shaped object about four meters long, which took off toward Limoges. A few minutes later, witnesses in Limoges reported a disc-shaped red object leaving a bluish trail. Extraterrestrial, obviously. Uh, September 10th, 1954, this was a uh, famous, very famous case. This is one that uh, actually Valet talked about 
uh, a lot uh, in, in different books. Uh, the case of a metal worker named Marius DeWild, uh, 34, came out of his house as a dog was barking and saw a dark object on the railroad tracks, then observed two dwarves, dwarfs walking toward it. When he tried to stop them, he found himself paralyzed as a strong orange light was projected at him. The creatures were under one meter tall, bulky, and wore dark diving suits. No faces or arms were visible. Traces made by an object of estimated weight 30 tons were noted by French Air Force and police on the ballast. Yeah, that case was investigated. It did leave trace, physical trace evidence. Uh, the guy was, uh, Marius DeWild, was paralyzed by these creatures. Again, this is one of many cases where you hear them, they, they're carrying some sort of an object in their hand and they point it at you and, you, and next thing you know, you can't move. Uh, there's a lot of cases like that. September 14th, 1954, in Coldwater, Kansas, John F. Swain, 12, was driving a tractor back from the fields when he saw a small man, no, no bigger than a five-year-old child, a few meters away from him. He had a long nose and long ears and seemed to fly when he moved toward a saucer-shaped craft hovering less than two meters above the ground. It opened up and the creature popped inside. The craft became luminous and went out of sight. Strange traces were found by police. The creature was dressed in shiny clothes and his shoes seemed to have fins. Uh, and he carried two cylinders on his back and, and had long uh, pointed ears. Oh, a very strange case. Obviously, you know... Uh, if true, it's extraterrestrial. Uh, again, you put all, put them all together, they're, all of these can't be phony, right? I mean, a lot of them have physical trace evidence. They left marks in the ground. Uh, so, I mean, you can't dream up marks in the ground unless you're going to somehow make them yourself. But like in the Mar Marius de Wild case, I mean, the, the, it was like a the, the, they estimated the weight of the object that was landed there to be 30 tons. It would have taken some object to be, it would have had to weigh 30 tons to put those kind of indentations uh, in the on, uh, along the railroad tracks. All right, here's from September 15, 1954, in Faisin, France. A white light suddenly swept the road in front of Roland M., 19, who observed it uh, observed that it came from a large dark object 10 meters above the ground. It flew away with the noise of a wet firework, throwing magnesium-like sparks. September 17, 1954, in Sinan, France, uh, between Sinan and Voinoil, Ives David, 28, met a being in a diving suit who made friendly gestures. He was very small and had a voice inhuman and incomprehensible. The witness could not move throughout the encounter. He saw the creature enter an object on the road about three meters by one meters in size. It took off light, li like lightning, throwing a greenish light. Now that case was just very similar to another case which I just read from the same year. Uh, being in a diving suit, making friendly gestures, but in this case is similar to the, the wild case then when, it, when the guy gets frozen in place by these beings, by this being. And again, it's, an, it's interesting that a lot of these cases in the 50s, they're wearing like diving suits or, and helmets and masks and you can't see their face. I'm, I'm wondering, you know, were, were, when these be, were, were, were these different kinds of beings coming here and just because they just learned of our planet and, and there was a whole different uh, species from all over the galaxy coming to check us out, to, to, to study us, and, and, and some of them can't breathe our atmosphere, so they, they need to wear these, this equipment. That's what it sounds like. Uh, here's from Casablanca in Morocco on September 18th, 1954. A small gray disc flew over a car at a very high speed, followed by cold air currents. This was reported by Mr. Guta of Casablanca. That's just a simple UFO report. September 19th, 1954 in uh, 
Oberdorf, France. A bright light was seen in the east, came to the ground, lost its brightness, remained on the spot about 40 seconds. It was the size of a small bus, and there was a figure in front of it. It rose and took on the appearance of a red ball. Yeah, that's another thing, too. You know, Not only could they be invisible, but it seems like they could change the shape of their craft as you're looking at it. Uh, September 20th, 1954, Santa Maria Air, Air, Airport in the Azores. A guard saw a craft 33.5 meters in diameter and 1.5 meters thick land on the airfield. A witness, Vitor, Vittorino uh, Montero, said a figure emerged from the craft and said something he could not understand before taking off again. There were antenna-like protrusions on the top of the object. A lot of cases like this, isn't there, uh, where uh, these beings try to communicate with the people and the people don't understand what they're saying. They never heard this language before. September 23rd, 1954, in Lejeune, France, the patient family witnessed the landing of a bright object giving off a magnesium-like light, a red glow, and a narrow beam of light. It took off again a moment later and followed followed their car until they reached Fontland. Policemen in uh, Plombericks and uh, several independent witnesses observed the object as it flew erratically over the area for 60 minutes. So there you have a bunch of people seeing it all at the same time. Are they all making it up? Police officers too? No, I don't think so. So, September 23rd and September 24th seem like banner days here. September, for the most part, in 1954, it looks like it was going crazy, uh, mostly in France. Uh, Here's another one from September 23rd. 23, 1954, Mrs. Vignola saw a luminous object come down rapidly without noise and land in a field near the church. It took off very fast a few seconds later. Uh, obviously extraterrestrial. September 24, 1954, Bocard near Deguesse and Les Michouats or Les Jolivets, I can't pronounce these things, in France, two women, Widow Joffrey and Miss Joseph Finn, made independent reports of a dark gray disc six meters in diameter. One meter high, seen in a clearing. A man of normal height was standing close to it. He wore dark clothes and a kind of cap. Miss Finn came within 30 meters of the craft and stated the man was repairing it. Traces were found on the grass. Again, evidence. That's called evidence. When they leave trace, when they, when when they could tell that something was there, that means there's evidence there. That's called evidence. There is, when people tell say there's no evidence to this, they're lying. There is evidence. September 24th, 1954, uh, this was in Portugal. Cesar Cardosa and three others saw two individuals, 2.5 meters tall, dressed in shiny clothes, emerge from a landed craft and gather flowers, shrubs, and twigs in a shiny box, then take off. They seemed to be inviting the witnesses aboard, but their language was not understood. Very, very strange, isn't it? Very, very strange. They were coming here, they're checking us out. That's what it looked like was happening at this. A whole bunch of them, a whole bunch of different kinds were coming here and checking us out. Uh, Picking up shrubs and and grass and flowers. September 24th, 1954, uh, at a farm near Ussel, France, Mr. Cistern, who was coming back with his tractor, saw a luminous object fly very low over him. And there were two other witnesses. Uh, in, on September 26th in Chaboul, France, Mr. Leboeuf was suddenly confronted with a creature resembling a child in a plastic bag with eyes larger than human eyes. This creature entered a flat circular machine which took off toward the northeast with a soft whistling. There were traces and the witnesses uh, were in a state of shock. 
Yeah, you would be in a state of shock if you saw something like that. I was in a state of shock when I saw uh, when I saw that craft in 1994. No question about it. We were, uh, me and my friend Scott were both temporarily in shock after that all happened. Uh, uh, September 27th, 1954, in Cosgonar, France, at Revity, people in a bus saw a reddish light coming down. Later, Mr. and Mrs. Roche noticed an object on the ground softly glowing a short distance from their home, but were afraid to approach it. It remained there for several hours. It was described as a sort of glowing tomato with an antenna on top. Extraterrestrial. That's what it sounds like to me. September 27, 1954, in France. Children saw a box and an unknown man standing nearby. The object took off. That's all it says. Uh, not, not a lot of information with that one. Sounds interesting, though. Uh, a box and an unknown man, just and then then they fly away. Is that what it, is that what he's saying here? I don't know. September twenty seventh, nineteen fifty four, in Perpignan, France. A college student saw a circular object on the ground. Two beings came out of it, then re-entered the craft and left. Witnesses witness was in a state of shock. Again, and it would be shocking. If you were to see something like this, especially in 1954, you're going to be shocked. Uh, September 27th, 1954, uh, in the same, uh, uh, no, in a different area, Primanon, France. Four children came out of their home as a dog barked furiously. They found a large object on the ground and a small being they thought was a ghost in the yard. Raymond Romand, 12, threw stones at the intruder. <laughs> I'm assuming that the intruder got in the craft and then flew away because that's all it says. Uh, September 28th, 1954, in Franckles, France. Mr. and Mrs. Alexis Lartelot and Georgette Mongot observed a large bright object oscillate then land. It changed colors and was lost to sight behind some trees. September 28th, 1954, in Bouzet, France. At La Grande Tertre, Mr. Mercier observed that someone had stolen grapes from his vineyard. He decided to stay late and catch the robbers. He was amazed when he saw a luminous mass fall from the sky about 50 meters away and found himself paralyzed as three figures emerged from the light and moved about. He lost consciousness. When he came to his senses, everything had vanished. I, I heard that story before. Very interesting. Uh, obviously, it's... Sounds like extraterrestrial to me. It doesn't sound like human being activity, right? Uh, September 28th, 1954, St. Nicholas de Redon in France. At Les Boutes Rouge, two railroad engineers, Bernard and Portneau, who were hanging a locomotive, who were bringing, excuse me, who were bringing a, loco, a, mo, a locomotive from Nantes to El Rey, saw a dark object take off with a purple glow and follow them for 15 seconds before veering off. Protrol had to go see a doctor after this. Again, he was in shock. September 30th, 1954, in Dearborn, Michigan, while driving to work, Lawrence Cardenas, 45, a laundry employee, saw 15 strange men wearing dark green uniforms to his right. They had cylinders on their shoulders, tight-fitting skull caps with pointed peaks in front and heavy goggles. They were of medium height, and a taller man seemed to be giving them instructions. About 80 meters away was a craft four meters high with colored lights flickering on and off. The witness did not wait. This, I guess he didn't want to wait to stick around to see what was going to happen there. Uh, I probably wouldn't either. Uh, maybe I would have tried to find a good hiding place and maybe try to watch it from a distance. 
But uh, then again, I might have been scared out of my mind just like this guy was. September 30th, 1954, uh, in France, Georges Garay and seven construction workers saw a disc at ground level with a humanoid standing close by. Both vanished in a very strange matter. Physiological effects in all witnesses. So there you go. Multiple witnesses see a, uh, an object, then it disappears, and then all of them suffer some sort of, uh, have, all have some sort of a physiological reaction to it. September 30th, 1954, in Brest, France, at sea between Brest and Rovin, the crew of the tanker Port Laite observed an object touch the surface of the sea, then take off vertically and give off a red flame before being lost to view. Well, we don't have stuff that can do that. And obviously there were multiple witnesses and obviously there's no reason to believe that all of these people decided to just make this story up. So it's extraterrestrial. Uh, September 30th, 1954, in Grand Couronne, France, Jean Andrew, ferry operator, saw a large white sphere with a smaller green sphere below hang motionless above the sign for 20 minutes. Two witnesses. It eventually flew away to the southwest. September 30th, 1954, Isle of Ray, France, as he was returning home near La Flotte en Ray, Celeste Simoniti saw a bright light and, fearing a fire, rushed to the scene. There he observed a luminous sphere, 12 meters in diameter, hovering at one meter altitude, turning red, blue, and then taking off. There were two other witnesses to it. October 1st, 1954, in India, a woman reported to police she had seen a luminous disc leaving a long trail. It landed in a field, then took off again. October 1st, 1954, in France, two bricklayers, Sabastitini and Barato, approached a cigar-shaped object three meters long, 80 centimeters wide, which took off from the ground with a whistling sound. The pointed section of the object was yellow, the rest was brown. Uh, from the fore part, two appendages extended to the ground. See, again, uh, they're just, what, are, what are they describing? They're describing objects that could fly around that look nothing like anything that we have built. October 1st, 1954, Bry, France. A man and his dog were paralyzed as a luminous white object dived toward them and then climbed again. See what these aliens can do? See the powers that they have? October 1st, 1954, uh, in France, approximate, the approximate date. A farmer saw a white craft in a field. Flattened grass was later found at the site. Again, physical trace evidence. October 1st, 1954, uh, in Jose, France, two young men saw a luminous white disc moving in the sky. It dived to the ground, and two men, described as being very tall and dressed in white, emerged from it and made gestures. The witnesses ran away in fear. That sounds very familiar, doesn't it? We were just so some of the other cases where the beings make gestures. One guy that st stood around too long ended up getting paralyzed in place. Uh, the other case that I talked about even earlier, that guy uh, took off. And now these witnesses, they ran away in fear. Uh, they, they probably feared that what, what was about to happen would not be good. Uh, October 1st, 1954, La Roulerie, France, near St. Jean d'Angeli. Two businessmen, Messieurs Estier and Philippeau, who were driving back from Royan, saw a little man crossing the road in front of their car. Having stopped, they saw the figure disappear into the woods. Well, that's all it says. I'm assuming that the guy didn't look like a human being at all and probably resembled an extraterrestrial. Uh, October 1st, 1954, in France, near St. Jean d'Angeli. Oh, that's the one I just... Mm. 
I just read that one. October 1st, 1954, uh, another one in France. Coming home at night, Gilbert Prudent saw a lighted object on the side of the road. It had a flat section and a sort of mushroom on top. As he approached it, the object became dark and took off vertically with a soft whistling sound. And then another one from uh, France, October 1st, 1954. Returning home, fireman Jean Dufix, 26, saw an oval light in the sky and and through it was a shooting star. Later, he was alarmed when his yard seemed to be ablaze. Rushing out again, he saw a disc rise from the ground with a whistling sound. It flew off, became luminous again, and took off at fantastic speed. A neighbor, Jean Labon, 61, saw the disc, three meters in diameter, resting on three legs in the yard. So there was a witness. October 2nd, 1954. It doesn't end. The fun in France keeps on going. Uh, uh, At the Bourges de Serrester, two women... Uh, independently reported to police that a luminous disc about three meters in diameter had flown very low over the village. Uh, so again, independent, that's another thing to keep in mind here when we have two different people reporting independently of one another uh, and they're both reporting the same thing, extraterrestrial. October 2nd, 1954 in France, two creatures were seen on the ground and two hours later, a luminous red object was observed at the same spot at very low altitude. In October 2nd, again in France, in the immediate vicinity of uh, of a different case that we talked about earlier, Mr. Nicholas saw a craft with a dome on top on the ground between the road and the railroad tracks, though some uh, through some openings a strong yellow light shone. October 2nd, 1954, another one in France. A mechanic, Ernst Delatry, 19, was riding home on his motor scooter when an egg-shaped object, brilliantly illuminated, landed on the left side of the road 15 meters away. He saw short, dark shapes like potato bags moving about the object. He sped up, saw the object the size of a small bus, taking off while its color changed from orange to blue and then to grayish blue. The witness fainted while telling his story. Two persons in neighboring villages independently reported observing the object. So again, let me just stop here for a second. Now you see the, what we're, what's going on here. All these cases that were going on here in 1954, a lot of them in France, and I did talk about this before actually in, a, in, a, in an older podcast but I, I felt it necessary to go through everything th- that was going on in france just to make a point here there, all these people weren't making this stuff up it's like we're pretending that it's not real by saying oh not, they must be crazy every time somebody tells a story like that oh they must be crazy no no they're not crazy this is what really happened all these things we're talking about i would say i, I would be uh you know i'll say that probably 70 i said this before uh conservatively i would say 75 percent of all these reports we're talking about here are, pro- are true uh, it's probably higher. That's a cons- that's conservatively speaking. Uh, it's probably a lot higher. It's probably in the 90s. Anyway, uh, October 2nd, 1954, in France, a disc emitting a, weird, a weak green glow landed in a field. There were witnesses, uh, two different witnesses to that. October 1st, 1954, another one in French. Angelo Gerardo, 55, a stockyard employee, was going to work when he saw a circular craft three meters in diameter and a small figure wearing a diving suit standing close by. The object took off at fantastic speed. Obviously, it's extraterrestrial. O- October 3rd, 1954, in Vron, France, between Rue and Quand-en-Road, uh, there were two witnesses who were riding bicycles and a third wit- with a third witness when they saw an orange object shaped like a honeycomb on the road ahead of them. A strange man wearing a diving suit was standing close to it. When they got within 70 meters of it, the object took off very fast. 
wow, it's it's incredible. But at the same time, when we, you have to face the reality that these this was really hap- this really happened back in, in the 1954. People were seeing all kinds of humanoids, obvious beings that weren't human, operating craft that was obviously out of this world. Uh, October 3rd, 1954, in Chering, France, the crowd at a fair saw a luminous object arrive very fast in the sky, stop in flight, emit sparks, and come down to ground level. As witnesses rushed to the, st- to, rushed to the spot, it took off again. Uh, October 3rd, 1954, uh, another one in France. Less than three hours after uh, the case involving the, uh, the witnesses that saw the honeycomb in the same area, right, uh, an orange object chased a car for eight kilometers, then flew away toward the sea. The witness was a was a local butcher. October 3rd, 1954, again, Ronasnack, France. A circular craft was seen by Jean Allery between Mont-Moreau and Villebois-Lavalette. It seemed to be gliding on the ground. It showed luminous spots and became completely illuminated when it took off. It was about one Point two meters high. Grass was found flattened and scorched over an area seven meters across. October 3rd again in France. Near La Rochelle, Mr. and Mrs. Guillemoteau saw an object 2.5 meters high, 5 meters in diameter, hover for several minutes, 1 meter above the ground, then rise vertically. Oily marks were found at the spot. Physical trace evidence. Evidence. October 4th, 1954, again in France, an object was said to have landed in the yard of Mr. Montagne, a railroad employee. Oh, and that's all it has for that one. Uh, October 4th, again, 1954 in France, Andre Garcia and Andre Darzés were driving a truck between La Grasse and Villegmey when they saw a luminous object coming slowly to the ground. It measured about 10 meters in diameter and took off with a burst of light. Again on October 4th, in Chalet, France, a farmer, Mr. Garat, saw an object the size of a carriage land in the field. Two men of normal height emerged through a sliding door. They wore khaki overalls and were of European type. They shook hands with the witness and said something like, Paris, Nord? According to another version, they spoke indistinct words. They, they gave a pat on the back of Mr. Garot's dog and took off at an amazing speed. October 4th again in Trigon, France. Several people noticed an object hovering near a hilltop. They drove to the site, but it flew away. What seems to be the same object was seen at Magritte, 25 kilometers to the southwest, hovering over a farm. It was described as metallic, flat, and emitting light. Again on October 4th. October 4th was like a red-letter day for UFOs in France, I'll tell you. Uh, in Montceau-les-Mines in France, about 20 people, among them Remy Godacourt of Savines saw a circular luminous object rise from the vicinity of the railroad tracks. It took off vertically. October 4th again in France. Ten-year-old Bertonneau saw an object like a tent with an unknown man near it. October 4th again in France. Uh, Miss, Mrs. Forcret, Force a housewife, ran away as an orange circular object three meters in diameter swung in midair and landed near her farm. When Messrs. Gerardadat and Vincent arrived with rifles, they found that the earth had been sucked up over a quadrilateral area. Uh, Continuing here, it says, Francis Baudelaire uh, confirmed he had seen a luminous object in flight, extensive investigation by the French Air Force and police. So that was a pretty big case. Uh, Obviously, it was extraterrestrial. Um, Put it all together, that's, that's that's, that's the explanation. That's what you get. 
Uh, on October 5th in Rover, Rover Bello, Italy, a fisherman met with a red-clad being who spoke an unknown language. That's all the details that Valet has on that one. Uh, October 5th again in France, a baker P. Lucas was draining water from a well when he noticed an object some distance away. It was circular, about three meters in diameter. From it emerged a dwarf with an oval face covered with hair and eyes as large as raven eggs who touched him on the shoulder and spoke to him in an unknown language. The dwarf went away and the object took off. Like, what do you think is going on here? I mean, it seems to me like these extraterrestrials, uh, were trying to let everyone know that they're here i mean i mean all these sightings all these different people i mean but yet uh, are the people we put in charge are pretending that there's nothing to it still all these years later but obviously these beings are reaching out to us here right they're up to something they're they're, they're meeting face to face with people on a regular basis here during this little time period doesn't it seem october 5th again in france east of le mans on route N20 or N23, Renault employees were going to work when they saw near the road a luminous object on the ground and felt pricklings and a sort of paralysis. The object emitted a burst of green light and flew away very low over the fields. Yep. October 5th, 1954, in Mertrude, France, a road member, Mr. Narcy, saw an object near the road near Vola Come and La Noville. In a report to police, he stated he saw a hairy dwarf wearing an orange tight-fitting jacket climb aboard the craft, which consisted of a cigar-shaped section under a flat disc. Between the two sections was a kind of porthole through which the entity entered the object. Traces were found at the spot. So obviously that was extraterrestrial. The thing left traces. Another dwarf-like being. This one, Some people were talking about covered with hair, some of them. Uh, I've heard several reports like that over the years. October 5th, 1954, France again, t- 10 kilometers from uh, Beaumont. Several persons saw an object coming toward them and getting brighter. When it was about 150 meters away, they felt a strange sensation and found themselves unable to move. The object left a smell compared to that of nitrobenzene. Well, obviously, it was extraterrestrial. Obviously. No question about it. What else could it have been? And all these people, again, multiple witnesses. Some of them have tra- physical trace cases. You put it all together, they, we, they, we were invaded, obviously. Uh, October 6, 1954, Mouchamps, France. Mr. and Mrs. LaRoche from Paris saw a fiery sphere landing near Châtenay. October 6th, again in France, near the military barracks in Lafir. Soldiers saw a strange object on the ground 300 meters away. As one of them approached the torpedo-shaped object, which was about 80 centimeters high, he found himself paralyzed. Again, they love to paralyze us. They got those powers. They could walk, come traipsing through. They, apparently, they could come traipsing right through your wall, point something at you, and you're going to be paralyzed, and you won't, even, you, you won't even know what's going on. You won't be able to do anything. Uh, October 6, 1954, Villas-Lay-Lac in France. Two women... Uh, uh, it was a, a mother and her daughter, saw a whitish light in the western sky. It seemed slowly to come toward the ground and was later seen between the railroad station and the bridge 100 meters away from their house. When it moved, a very bright light was visible under its dark mass. It gave off a flow of sparks and rose, hovered for a moment, and flew away rapidly. October 7, 1954, again in France, the two Lasselin children witnessed the landing of a luminous red object shaped like a half egg and saw two occupants who looked like normal men so okay they have two kids i can just me just stop here for this again two kids again this 
these are two children in France in October of 1954 saying that they see this thing looks like a, like half of an egg landing and they saw two occupants that looked like normal men. Again, you know, kids with their imaginations, if they're going to make something up, they're going to, it's going to be a lot more elaborate than something just as simple as this, right? October 7th, 1954, again in France. The crew of several fishing boats saw a luminous orange-colored object over the coast, apparently surrounded by dense smoke. Villagers saw the same object and stated independently that it came within 10 meters of the ground, then flew away to the southeast. Multiple witnesses. That was another multiple witness case. Uh, October 7th again, 1954, again in France. A farmer, Mr. Thobalt, saw a luminous object two or three meters in diameter emitting a beam of light which swept the countryside. October 7th again in France. A railroad employee, René Ott, saw a mushroom-shaped object three meters in diameter in a field three meters away from Route N16 and one meter above ground. A luminous rectangle, like a door, was seen on the side. It took off and flew about five meters above the witness, following him to the next village. October 7th, 1954, in France, on Route N138, a truck driver, Mr. Tremblay, saw an intense blue light coming toward him. The object producing it was cigar-shaped red and blue. The engine and headlights died in his truck. Uh, That's another thing that always seems to happen a lot of times. People's cars ended up, vehicles just end up conking out uh, the the beings have the ability to to to, to do that too. October seventh, nineteen fifty four, in Monte, France, R. Margellin saw an object that had landed in a field. It was hemispherical, about two point five meters in diameter. The witness gasped for air and felt paralyzed. October seventh, nineteen fifty four, in Saint Barbis in France, and I'm sure I didn't pronounce that correctly. Marcel Goat was coming from work near the near, near this village when his son Jacques followed the same road ten minutes later. Both saw at a railroad cross crossing three objects on the ground that gave a bright white light. One was circular, the others cigar shaped. Uh, October seventh, nineteen fifty four, Bompas, France. Mister Shelley saw an object land in the village. Uh, he called his neighbors and they observed the departure of the craft. So there again, multiple witnesses. Tehran, Iran, uh, finally out of France for, for one of the reports. From October 8th, 1954, uh, Gazmin Fili of Amte Street was on the second floor of his house when he saw a luminous white flying object stop in midair 20 meters away. Lights were shining from the rear and the sides of the craft, inside which could be seen a small man dressed in black wearing a mask with a trunk like an elephant. I was standing with both hands on the bar of my balcony, looking with astonishment at this strange object, when I suddenly felt as though I were being drawn up toward the object by a magnet. Mr. Feely cried out in terror and woke up his neighbors. The object shot straight up, emitting sparks, and it was lost to sight almost immediately. These looks like the early days of abductions, huh? That guy almost was abducted, but uh, apparently uh, it didn't happen. October 8th, 1954, back in France, on the road to Boulogne, a bluish object clearly seen with a dome on top dived toward the ground, became white, and then went away. October 9th, 54, in Belgium, a mailman saw a cigar-shaped object land. Two silhouettes, approximately human, were seen aboard. October 9th, 1954, back in France again, between Montaran and Servier's, one kilometer, one kilometer from La Masse Blanc, Dr. Faber, Mr. Court, and six others saw an orange oval object oscillating in midair. It was very bright and fiery, and it came very low. 
October 9, 1954, in Dro, France, people out hunting saw a luminous sphere take off and fly toward the southwest. October 9, 1954, again in France, several people saw a luminous spherical object land in a pasture. October 9, 1954, in Germany, uh, Willy Hogue, a projectionist, had saw four occupants of an, odd, of an object that had come to ground level 70 meters from the ground, from the road. He was returning home when he observed a blue light and thought an airplane had made an emergency landing. The object was cigar-shaped and four men wearing rubber coveralls were working under it. They were about 12 meters tall and had very large chest and oversized heads. Their legs were short and thin. Wow. Uh, October 9th, 1954, back to France, near the Land of Four pool, Christian Caret saw for 10 seconds a fiery sphere flying at treetop level. Uh, it had a protuberance on the top of it. October 9th, 1954, again in France, as he was driving near uh, Carcion, Jean Batrami, uh, excuse me, John Batram saw a bright metallic sphere on the road ahead. The top seemed to be made of transparent plastic, and two human-like figures were standing inside it. It took off rapidly, flying east. Continuing again, the next uh, several cases, the next three cases, uh, actually, yeah, the next three cases are all from France, and all of them happened on October 9th. Four children, Gilbert Calder, 12, Daniel Hirsch, 9, J.P. Hirsch, 5, and Robert McGinn, 16, were roller skating when they saw a luminous object near the cemetery. It was round, about 2.5 meters in diameter, standing on three legs. A dwarf, about 1.2 meters tall, dressed in black, having a face covered with hair and large eyes, came out and shone a blinding light at them and said something in an unknown language language the children ran away but looked back in time to see the object flying away high in the sky obviously it was extraterrestrial uh again in france mr baralt was riding his bicycle when he suddenly saw a figure in a diving suit aiming a double beam of light at him the individual had boots without heels and very bright eyes walked on the road for one minute and went into the forest the witness was paralyzed throughout the incident the entity had a hairy chest and two lights one above the other in front of him uh, on, here's the next one in France. On Route N631 at Le Cafe, a technician, J.P. Mito, was coming back from Toulouse with two other persons when they saw two small figures, the height of 11-year-old children, cross the road about five meters in front of the car and jump into a pasture. Stopping immediately, the witness saw a large convex disc take off vertically. It was about six meters in diameter, orange in color, and was literally sucked up into the sky. Brown oily spots were found at the site. Incredible, isn't it? But actually, what it, it's telling it, it paints the picture. All of these cases, right? All of them. We're, we're talking about an extraterrestrial invasion here. I mean, they really, they really wanted people to know they were here. Obviously, they wouldn't be, uh, wouldn't have been doing these kind of things. But, uh, but the un unfortunate thing for us is that there are the people that we put in charge in the in this world. Uh, they don't want to admit to this because they have no control over it. That's why. Uh, that's one of the reasons. And plus, they want to reverse engineer the recovered craft, and they don't want they want they, they got to keep it a secret because of that. The whole thing needs to remain a secret because of that. October 9th, nineteen fifty-four, as all those things were going on in France, there was also something going on in Lebanon, in Beirut. The local representative of a German firm, Max Favel, uh, saw an object uh, saw an object give off a white light and land. It took off vertically with a spinning motion and was lost to sight. Uh, and then in Persia, 
On October 10th, approximate date, many farmers observed the landing of a marvelous luminous object, hemispherical in shape, emitting multicolored beams. The central, central part appeared to be metallic. The object shot straight up suddenly and vanished while the crowd watched. Okay, there you go. A crowd of people, a crowd of witnesses for that one. October 10th, 1954, back in France, between... A, uh, between Aposi and Tultri, Daniel Grapen and Francois Bolater, topographers, saw a luminous sphere 3.5 meters diameter on the ground near Route N454. Yeah, they're landing. They're all over. They're these Back in 54 in France, I mean, they're landing their craft. They're, they're, they're showing their faces. Hairy, a short dwarf-like hairy humanoids. It seems like a lot of these cases involved. Uh, some, some of them wearing masks. Some of them wearing backpacks. Some of them uh, having objects in their hands that when they point it at you, you become paralyzed. Uh, here's another one from uh, October 10th, 1954 in France. Second landing here seen by Marius. De, this is Marius de Wilde's second uh, incident. This, this, this is that guy who had, saw the things landing on the railroad tracks and then was paralyzed by, by a, a dwarf. Uh, but he's, this time he was with his four-year-old son. A disc, six meters in diameter, about one meter high, landed again on the railroad tracks. Seven little men emerged and spoke in an unknown language. The craft then vanished without noise or smoke. Traces were left that were larger than the first, and and they were symmetrical. Uh, they were so there were symmetrical marks in the ground that were observed. De Wilde refused to report the case at first, but he did talk about it later on. October 10th, 1954, in France, Roger Tiberit, a jailer uh, in a, for a detention center, was riding his motorcycle when he suddenly saw an aluminum-colored object shaped like a plate with a dome and two portholes. It was about two meters in diameter and one meter high. It took off immediately. October 10th, 1954, again in France, a math professor, Mr. Bone, observed a silver, silvery disc about seven meters in diameter rise silently from a point about 250 meters to the side of the road, spinning a dive to the ground from an altitude of, of about 800 meters, then flew off horizontally at a dizzying speed. October 10th, again, France, again, Roger Gayout and family saw a very bright object come very close to the ground. October 11th, 1954, in France. Farmers awakened by a whistling sound saw a flat object land near the woods. It soon rose very fast vertically and flew away. The ground was found calcined. Samples were taken by police officials for analysis. October 11th, 1954, France again. Two men riding motorcycles saw a bell-shaped craft about 2.5 meters high hovered one meter above the Everoux-Levreur railroad line. The lower part was ring-like, and the object gave off reddish and greenish sparks. A burst of orange light was seen as it jumped about ten miles high or ten meters high. Then it remained motionless for about one hour, during which time a third witness joined the first two. It ultimately turned brighter and flew away toward the east. October 11, 1954, France again. Baptiste Jordet, who was making the daily collection of milk, was suddenly stopped as the engine and headlights of his truck died. He got out and saw a light above him. After it crossed the road, the headlights came on again, and he was able to restart his truck. I think the, the extraterrestrials are really, let me stop there for a second. It really looks like they were trying to tell us, hey, we're here, check us out, look what we're, we'll, we're able to do. That's what it seems like to me as you keep going through these, right? October 11th, 1954, Lacanche, France. Mr. LeBond was driving at the intersection of D14 and D104 when he was followed by a sort of luminous globe surrounded with a reddish glow about two meters in size. It stayed within 25 meters of the car. October 11th, 
1954, France again. Messieurs Galos and Vigneron, who were driving from Clamacy to Corbigny, felt an electric shock as the car headlights died. They then saw a craft in a pasture 50 meters away. It was cylindrical, fairly thick, and three dwarfs were standing close by. No light was seen except a small reddish point. Both witnesses were, were, were paralyzed until the craft left. A third witness had seen a lighted object fly over the woods at Lacar. So you had two witnesses who were affected uh, physically by, by this. They, they got stunned, paralyzed, and there was another person that, from a different point saw the object flying away. Obviously, it was extraterrestrial. October 11, 1954, Heimsdorf, France. Annie Pratt, her sister, her sister Rosalind, and two other persons saw a luminous object on the ground. It became fiery red in color and flew away when they came near. October 11th again in France, a red, large red object was seen flying very fast at treetop level while pad, cattle panicked. Three witnesses saw that. October 11th again, but this time in Algeria, a large disc flying very low over a road scared two truck drivers. Uh, they stopped their gasoline truck and ran away into the fields while the object flew on toward Medea in silence. October 11th again, this time back to France. Three men driving near uh, Topignac got out of their car to observe an intense red sphere in the sky. Then they discovered a round machine with a dome six meters diameter uh, giving off a yellowed light 200 meters away at 10 meter altitude. It was motionless and silent. It suddenly moved, moved horizontally for a short distance and landed behind woods. Two witnesses went closer and saw four dwarfs, one meter tall, who seemed busy with the machine. The creatures rushed inside when the witnesses arrived within 15 meters. The witnesses were blinded by a sudden burst of light, blue, then orange, then red, and the object took off vertically at fantastic speed. Yeah, I mean, they were just landing indiscriminately here. They didn't care who saw them or what was going, what, you know, what happened. And if anybody got close, they'd just paralyze you. Or they they use their invisibility. They could use, they would do whatever they want. Uh, October 11th, again, again in France, four persons, among them Julia Just, Maria Barbeau, and Marion La Tourneur of Jarnac, saw two luminous spheres flying in the same direction. Having stopped and maneuvered in midair, the larger one took on a deep red color, turned to an intense white light with a red aura, and both landed. Witnesses did not wait around. They got out of there. You know, get out of there. Okay, time to, that was like how I, how I was back in 1994. You know, my buddy shined a flashlight on the belly of this silent craft that was like hovering right there in front of me. And I was like, let's get out of here, you know. And, and we both got out of there quick. Uh, I, I didn't want to get walk, go walking into some jackpot, you know, getting dragged on board, you know, like Pascagoula style. Uh, that's what went through my head. Anyway, uh, October 11th again and again in France, a round craft four meters in diameter landed in a pasture. It gave off a powerful red light, took off with a formidable acceleration when witnesses, garage owner Mr. Career and son, Mr. Gardell, a farmer, and Mr. Genestre, shoemaker, and two others came close to it. Mr. Gardell felt an electric shock. October 12th, 1954, in Morocco, a French engineer driving to Port Latte saw a dwarf about 12, 1.2 meters in height enter an object which soon took off. The little man was wearing silver coveralls. Yeah, these beings like to wear, wear silver too, don't they? Uh, 
October 12th again, 1954, in France. A farmer, Mr. Boke, saw a small pilot enter an object. It glided over the road for 30 meters, then rose rapidly. October 12th, 1954, again in France. A railroad employee, Mr. Lagurk, saw a torpedo-shaped metallic craft on the ground near a gas oil tank. An individual covered with hair was standing nearby, emitting sounds that were not understood. The witness went to get his friends, but the thing disappeared in the meantime. So, okay, they're talking about things covered in hair back here a lot. <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? I mean, what we've been talking about like since the 60s, 70s, in the, throughout the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, up to today, we're talking about the greys, right? We're talking about the praying mantises. We weren't talking about beings that look like this, and it has to it makes you wonder, were they wearing costumes? Were they, were, is this what they really look like? And now, or, or, I mean, what's going on here? Are they just different aliens? There's a whole bunch of different kind of species coming here and checking us out. What in, world, in the world is going on here at this time? Uh, what's going on here right now? We don't know. Anyway, October 12th, uh, again, and again in France, Jean Marte, 42, a mechanic, was in his shop when he saw a luminous disc about 6.5 meters diameter and 2.5 meters thick land. He tried to approach it, but the craft rose vertically and silently at, a, at an amazing speed. October 12, 1954, again in France. Gilbert Lillet, 13, saw a phosphorescent cigar in a pasture and a man near it wearing a gray suit, boots, and a gray hat. He held a flashing sphere and told Gilbert in French not to touch it. He went back inside the craft, which flew in loops and then vanished. Well, obviously, uh, we're talking about extraterrestrials here, right? I mean, that's what that was, wasn't it? And again, on the same date, in France again, a businessman, Mr. Veal, was on Route N471 between Frosnay and Pontalier uh, when he saw a circular flying craft which gave off a yellowish and purple light. Losing altitude, the craft came very close to the ground, changed its course to the southwest, and rose again in the sky. October 12th again, in France, Roger Raymond, a night watchman, saw a great light and noticed an oval object which landed 300 meters away. It looked like a fiery orange ball illuminated the vineyard for nearly three hours, then assumed a vertical position, rose slowly, hovered 30 meters above the ground for a few seconds, and took off at fantastic speed. You see, a lot of these cases it always ends with these objects taking off at fantastic speed. That's the other thing they got on us. Speed. They could fly rings around anything that we've created. October 13, 1954. Croc, France. At Donjon de Montlar, five persons, among them J. Dubois, saw a round craft maneuver give off a blinding light. It had some openings or portholes and seemed to land far from them. October 13, 1954. Again in France. Messieurs Olivier and Perano and a third man saw a reddish disc about 4 meters in diameter with a small being close by, about, about 1.2 meters tall, wearing a diving suit. His head was large with respect to the rest of his body, and he had two enormous eyes. The suit was bright and shiny like gra glass. The craft was surrounded by a sort of misty glow. One of the men came within 20 meters of it and found himself paralyzed. The craft took off, throwing him to the ground and rose very fast. So these cases are amazing. And again, any one of these cases should be worldwide news, right? Not just the Travis Wallace. Only certain stories seem to, to rise up uh, uh, to the top. And, but when you're going through all of these, all, all, any one of these could, you know, could be uh, worldwide news, should have been worldwide news. 
Uh, October 14th, 1954, in St. Ambroise, France, several witnesses saw seven small beings flee into a phosphorescent object when they were approached. It took off immediately. It is claimed that unknown seeds were found at the site. Okay, another here's a case from October 14th from Iran. From 1954, a man coming out of his house saw a luminous object resembling a bright star. Coming near, he observed it was an object five meters long, near which which a short young man was standing on a circular piece of metal, laughing at the witness's terrified expression. The witness was 20 meters away when the craft took off at an unbelievable speed. Again, unbelievable speed, fantastic speed, but this time the being that was in the craft was actually laughing at the guy. They're, They're actually laughing at all of us because we're so... Primitive, probably. October 14th, 1954, in Loire, France. In Urchin Wood, Casimir Stargoski, a miner, met a strange being of small height and bulky figure with large slanted eyes. Its body was covered with fur. October 14th, 1954, in France. A municipal employee, Jose Casella, was riding home when he suddenly found in front of him on the road an oval-shaped aluminum object about 5.5 meters in diameter, one meter high. As he applied the brakes, the object took off at very high speed. Several persons confirmed the sighting. The disc was gray, supported a dome, and emitted a soft whistle. It took off when Casella was only six meters away. October 14th, again, in France, again, a farmer saw a bright object which came almost to the ground. When he tried to approach it, the object produced an intense screen of light and vanished without a noise. Several persons in Angelus observed the scene. October 14th, in France, again, in nightfall, a farmer observed an orange sphere land and went near it. Uh, He found it was shaped like a flattened dome 5.5 meters in diameter and gave off a blinding light which illuminated the countryside for about 200 meters. It was transparent and a dark figure could be seen inside. After remaining at ground level for 10 minutes, it flew north while a bright cloud slowly fell to the ground at the site. When the witness arrived home, he found his clothes covered with a white film of adhesive substance not unlike paraffin wax. Yep, that that's what we call physical trace evidence. Uh, again, people like to say there's no evidence, but there has been evidence left behind by these things. Just that our scientific community has stayed away from all this evidence for decades now. Not, not all of them, but a lot of them stayed away from it because they don't want, because they fear the uh, reprisals and uh, they're going to get from their from their peers. October fourth, nineteen fifty. Excuse me. October fourteenth again, nineteen fifty four. Again in France, <clears throat> Mister Longaret observed a luminous orange object on the ground near a cornfield. On the same day uh, in France, uh, in Chazy Wood, south of Gougan, uh, two people saw a reddish fireball fly low over their car as their engine and headlights died. On the same day, uh, uh, in the same place, in Chazy Wood in France, Andre Cognard, coming from Gougan, was blinded by a light as a disc-shaped object flew low over his car. Again, in France on the same day, Mr. B saw a circular craft shaped like an upside-down plate. At the same time, the engine and his motorcycle stalled. On, on The engine and his motorcycle stalled in the same area, and engineers saw a luminous object coming down rapidly. So it just keeps going on and on and on. I mean, it was like, the, obviously, this was some sort of a display of what was going on here. They wanted the people to know, hey, guess what? We're here, and we're checking you out, and there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, and, uh, here's another one. Uh, in France, the same day, on the road between the Thilolo-Laville and Beauvais, Mr. 
Kavamacher saw an object fly over his car as the headlights died. It went on toward the north, seemingly following a train. On October 15th in France, near the swimming pool in St. Assicle, Damien Figaro, 56, was walking with his dogs when a reddish luminous sphere landed 30 meters away and an individual in a diving suit walked around it. The dogs barked at him. He boarded the machine and it flew away in silence. October 15th in Italy, a farmer leading cows to a pond suddenly saw an object fly over his house. The cows panicked and ran away, throwing a girl to the ground while the object emitted a burst of light. The witness ran to the house and fainted. Three other persons saw the crafty part. Dark, surrounded by uh, short blue and yellow flames, the object was egg-shaped, flew 1.5, uh, excuse me, flew 15 meters above the ground and emitted intense heat. The little pond was found desiccated and haystacks caught fire as it flew over while the cattle suffered burns. So obviously there were injuries caused by this, this visitation here. Uh, October 15th, uh, uh, France again. A baker saw a brilliant yellow, yellow craft descend rapidly and land on the railroad tracks. It was shaped like a mushroom, about four meters in diameter, two meters high. Uh, October 15th in Italy, an ovoid object made a pass over a range of trees and two caught fire. October 15, 1954, in Italy again. Farmer saw a disc-shaped object land, then take off vertically. At the site was found a deep crater about six meters in diameter. Poplar trees were partially burned. There was an official investigation into this one. So obviously, again, another case where uh, plant life gets burned by uh, UFOs. Uh, extraterrestrial craft, actually. Uh, October 15th, again, back in France, a yellow cigar-shaped object with brilliant portholes, 30 meters long, 6 meters in diameter, was seen on the ground. Figures with helmets covering their head could be seen inside. A sort of haze was observed at both ends of the craft. October 15th in Great Britain, Pat Hennessy ran away when she saw an object land on the road near uh, Chalkwell Park. It had vanished silently when she looked back. Wow, so there you go. Vanished silently. They could make they make they could just disappear because they have invisibility powers. Uh, October 15th, back in France again, a steel worker observed a luminous sphere land in the countryside. It then emitted lights of various colors. October 15th, again in France, truck driver Rene Laville saw a flat craft shaped like an inverted plate fly very low toward the sea. A second disc followed shortly afterward. Both emitted a red glow. Uh, continuing uh, with in October, uh, back in Italy, there was two objects were seen on October 16th, one of which made a pass at treetop level. It was top-shaped, and a small, gestulating human figure was seen under it. The witness was a bus driver. Uh, October 16th, uh, 1954, back in France. Uh, actually, the next several are October 16th in France. Uh, yes. Uh, actually, yes. The next like four, four or five here are October 16th, all in France. Uh, an object landed about 30 meters away from a woman who fainted. The witness suffered from a skin disease following this incident. Uh, here's again in France. Guy, uh, Guy Pufourcat, 22, who was coming back from the fields, leading a mare by the bridle, was surprised when the animal became restless. Rising from the side of the road, a gray object about one point, 
excuse me, about 15 meters in diameter flew over them. The mare rose about three meters in the air and the witness had to release the bridle. Then the animal fell like a mass and for 10 minutes was unable to move. At last it rose and attempted to walk, but it was still trembling and stumbling with fear. The object had long since flown away at high speed. The witness himself had felt absolutely nothing. Well, there you go. Uh, that was a cattle mutilation that was uh, caught in the act. Uh, and stopped, prevented, uh, apparently. Uh, October, or not cattle mutilation, but an animal mutilation. October 16th, 1954, again in France, Mr. Bachelard was driving uh, driving a light truck on road D52E between Chanat and Couhay when suddenly the engine seemed to slow down and he felt paralyzed. He then saw in a field near the road a brown object about 10 meters long, 2.5 meters high, silent. It gave off no light and showed no opening. October 16th, again in France, Dr. Robert, Robert, while driving through this village of uh, the village of Balolet, France, saw four objects at about 300 meters altitude flying slowly in echelon formation. Suddenly, one of them dropped to the ground with a dead leaf motion 100 meters away. Again, we've heard this one before. When they're drop, dropping in a dead leaf motion, sometimes a pen, it's described as a pendulum motion. The witness felt an electric shock as the engine and headlights died and the car stopped when the object touched the ground. Incapable of moving, Dr. Roberts saw a figure about 12 meters, uh, excuse me, 1.2 meters tall, moving in the light of the object. Then all went dark. Some time later, the headlights resumed operation by themselves, and Dr. Robert saw the craft take off toward the north. Now, of course, I don't think some doctor is going to put his uh, reputation on the line by reporting something like this or making something like this up. October 16th in France again on, in 1954. Uh, two people uh, saw a craft about 20 meters in diameter, 2 meters high, come within 4 meters of the ground for 3 or 4 minutes. It gave off a yellowish light and a glow extended for four meters around. Uh, October 16th in Italy, several people saw a landed object in a meadow. It appeared phosphorescent and of large size. It took off very suddenly. October 17th, 1954 in France, Leon B., a city council member, saw a circular orange craft take off from the ground. October 17, 1954, Portugal. A hunter, Manuel Madeira, saw an object which flew away as he approached it, rose in the sky, and was lost to sight. October 17th in France, a 65-year-old man was hunting with his dog near the junction of the uh, Brilliance Canal and the Durance River when he saw a gray object about 4 meters long and 1 meter high on the ground and 40 meters away. It showed a dome from which two helmeted figures emerged. The witness fled, but his dog started toward the object. The dog soon retreated, walking awkwardly as if partially paralyzed. October 17, 1954, in France, several witnesses, among them Mr. Bush Beauclair, a policeman, saw a bright red dome-shaped object descend to the ground level 20 meters away. The underside showed red and white lights. Uh, in Italy, on October 17th, uh, on Capri, uh, excuse me, on Capri, an artist, Raphael Carcillic, saw a disc five meters in diameter land on the property of Curzio Malaparte. Upon approaching it, he discovered it was not a helicopter and saw four dwarfs wearing coveralls emerge from it. After 30 minutes, the craft made a soft whirring sound and rose vertically, leaving blue sparks. October, October 18th, 1954, France. Uh, two guys saw an oval object with a dome emitting a bright white light resting in a field. When they approached it, the object rose vertically, leaving a reddish trail and flew to the northeast. 
October 18th, again in France, uh, Mr. Manure, a con- construction supervisor, was terrified by a strange craft which rose vertically from the ground. He said he had never been so afraid even during the war. October 18th, again in France, uh, a husband and wife saw a cigar-shaped red object dive toward them with a reddish trail and land near the road. Upon reaching the top of the hill, they were confronted with a bulky human figure about one meter tall. The creature wore a helmet and his eyes were glowing with an orange light. One witness fainted on the spot. Four others saw the object in flight from separate locations. The countryside was illuminated over two or three kilometers. Well, there you go. How about that one? Obviously, it's extraterrestrial. October 18th in France, Mr. and Mrs. Labassiere and other witnesses saw two discs in the sky, one orange and the other red, with a sort of a luminous bridge between them. They landed, and one dwarf came out of each craft and went into the other without any sign. After the exchange of pilots, both objects flew away with a tremendous flash. Uh, France again, October 18th. Miss Boriat, Boriat saw a bright red light on Route N437 near the old factory. Uh, near it were three beings, two dwarfs, uh, crossed the road, uh, crossed the road in front of her. The third was a man of medium size. The craft took off flying over the lake at high speed. On October 19, 1954, in Italy, Bruno Sensi uh, saw two shining objects emitting smoke in a fi- uh, smoke. Wait, Bruno Sinisi saw two shining objects emitting smoke land in a field. Out of them came small, red, monstrous beings who chased him. In a state of great excitement, uh, excitement, Sinisi was brought to a hospital where he tried to hide under a bed, screaming and trembling in terror. So yeah. That that's I think that's you know somewhat of a normal reaction, especially uh, 1954 if you encountered something like that. But probably even today, some people would probably react that way. Again in 1950, October 19th, 1954, again in Italy, Filippo Corradoni saw a half-empty balloon at ground level near the Isonzo River. Near it, a disc 10 meters in diameter was resting on a strange frame. The upper part was white with a black dome-like turret around, around which was a series of portholes, some illuminated with a very bright bluish-white light, which suddenly went out as the object took off spinning and rising vertically, pulling the balloon with it. Again, October 19th, and again in Italy, two men saw a disc-shaped object. I get, Let me just stop there. I guess maybe the aliens wanted to give the people in France a little break here. So on the 19th, they were you know, most of their uh, business was being uh, uh, handled in Italy. Two men saw a disc-shaped object, six meters in diameter, hovering and emitting small violet flashes. On top of, top of it was a very high antenna. Two small robot-like beings, uh, 1.2 meters tall, descended from it on a long ladder. Their eyes were sharp and dark red. They s- said something that sounded like Debano Discaio Debano, went back aboard their craft and flew away. Well, you got maybe a little li- alien language going there. Debano Discaio Debano. I wonder what that, wonder what that means. Maybe if you say it like a whole bunch of times, maybe aliens will show up. Uh, October 20th in Isenheim, France, Lucien Fish saw an object land near Route N83. It was luminous. October 20th again in uh, France, 40-year-old Laszlo Ujarvi uh, 
was suddenly confronted by a man wearing a jacket, boots, and cloth headgear like a pilot's who pointed a gun at him and said something he could not understand. When Ujarvi spoke to him in Russian, the man answered in the same language, asked whether he was in Spain or Italy, and how far he was from Germany. When he asked the time, Ujarvi said 2.30. The man took his watch and said, you lie, it's 4. Then he waited to know, then he wanted to know how far and in what direction Marseille was. He made Ujarvi walk on the road with him and they came close to a gray craft with an antenna on top. When he was about 200 meters away, he heard a soft whistling sound and saw it fly straight up, then take an oblique trajectory. Wow, that's a weird one. Uh, October 20th, 1954, France. Roger Reville saw an oval object six meters long at treetop level and felt intense heat from it. It took off vertically at great speed. Inside the woods, the heat had become intolerable and a cloud of dense smoke was forming under the rain. After 15 minutes, the witness was able to approach the site and he found the trees, grass, and ground perfectly dry. Uh, here's another one from France, October 20th. Several unknown objects maneuvered for two hours near this near the village of St. Valéry. One of them was very brilliant and landed in a pasture. Two others were seen near the cliff in mirrors and seemed to be in communication by means of light signals with objects in another group. October 20th, 1954, again in France. Mr. Schobrenner, 25, a truck driver, saw a bright light in the distance and soon found his road blocked by a strange object. The engine died and he felt paralyzed. My hands were as though glued to the wheel. The craft looked like an inverted cone, the lower part phosphorescent, the middle dull, the top luminous with a yellow or orange point. October 20th, in Italy. Renzo Pugina, 37, had just put his car in the garage when he saw a strange being covered with a scaly, luminous suit about 1.3 meters tall standing near a tree. The creature aimed the beam from a sort of flashlight at him and he felt paralyzed until a motion he made when clenching his fist on the garage key seemed to free him. He attacked the intruder who rose and fled with a soft whirring sound. An oily spot was found at the site. So this guy, this is an interesting case. So this guy was able to break out of the paralysis and then he went after the, 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 the being responsible for paralyzing him. But then the being got in the craft and then just took off. Uh, October 21st in France, an egg-shaped object about 5.5 meters in diameter hovered and landed near the road. Two dwarfs about 1.25 meters tall emerged from it and went back inside almost immediately. The craft took off vertically, leaving a red trail. October 21st in Italy, a young man walking in a field heard a rustling noise and saw a strange craft land nearby. Getting closer to investigate, he saw a pilot with a diving suit coming out of the craft, which emitted bronze-green rays of light flooding the whole countryside. The witness was paralyzed. A dog barking about 100 meters away caused the rapid escape of the pilot into the craft, which took off. October 21st in Great Britain, near Shrewsbury. Uh, Jenny... Rostenberg and her two children observed a disc-shaped aluminum object hovering above the house. Through two transparent panels, they saw two men with white skin, long hair to their shoulders, and very high foreheads. They wore transparent helmets and turquoise blue clothing resembling ski suits. The object hovered at a tilted angle while the two occupants looked at the scene sternly, not in an unkind fashion, but also almost sadly compassionately. Yeah, I, I remember this story. I, I've, I've seen uh, I've seen this woman talking in interviews before 
uh, yeah, these are Nordic-looking uh, beings uh, were reported in that case. October 21st, 1954, back in France, the car driven by a bricklayer, bricklayer stopped as a large ball of fire flew near it. A violent air displacement was felt. The battery was dead and the headlights were burned out. Thorough police investigation failed to identify the cause of the phenomenon. Well, that's because it's hard to, you know, for the police, they're not equipped to, to, to uh, uh, come up with a cause for so, something like this other than this come actually it's ob actually it's very obvious right i mean it's obvious at this point it's, it's extraterrestrial we're being uh they're they're here and they're up to something they're doing things sometimes they're uh manipulating us sometimes they're they're they're, they're interacting with us they're doing whatever they want uh and uh, but yet there's nothing to it the, 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 we don't know any, our governments know nothing about it October 21st, again in France, between Senefir and Paul, a man from Cherbonnerc suddenly felt painful pricklings similar to electric shocks, and his four-year-old child started crying. They felt increasing pain as the car went on, and suddenly the engine died and the lights went off. They were blinded by a strong red light which turned orange. It came from an object hovering above the road, and everything returned to normal when it went away. October 23rd, France. Mrs. Bouff was coming out of her farmhouse when she saw a luminous disc in the sky and called her family. When everyone saw the object come closer, they locked all doors and spent a sleepless night. They did not observe the object's departure. October 23rd, 1954, uh, Italy. Two persons in a car saw an object resting, resting by the side of the road. They stopped and walked toward the craft, which is two meters in diameter, which suddenly changed its clear light into a red glow and then just took off. October 23rd, in Libya, a farmer saw a flying craft descend to ground level about 50 meters away with a sound like that of a compressor. It was an egg-shaped machine with six wheels and complex machinery. The top half was transparent with bright white light. Aboard were six men in yellowish coveralls having human faces and masks. When he touched part of the craft, the witness felt a strong electric shock. One of the occupants motioned for him to stay away. For the next 20 minutes, uh, yeah, for the next 20 minutes, the witness was able to observe the six men apparently busy with instruments. Reliable investigations were made. Extraterrestrial. What else could it have been? Uh, October 24th in Algeria. Uh, a small man with strange glowing eyes was, was seen at the Mediterranean shore. October 24th in France, near St. Catherine, a child saw a man emerge from a strange craft. Uh, he was dressed in red. His clothes looked like iron. Iron. He walked with his legs stiff, had long hair and a hairy, had long hair and a hairy face. His eyes were large like those of the cows. October 24th, France again, between Biazet and Effiat on the road from Clermont to Vichy. The engine of a motor scooter died as an egg-shaped object took off from the side of the road and rose without noise, leaving a bright trail behind. October 25th in France, uh, uh, A. Toussard and a friend were almost blinded by a luminous disc which landed in a pasture. October 25th in Italy, uh, Alderico Cardinali saw a disc-shaped craft among the reeds of a swamp. It was two meters in diameter, and near it was a small being, 1.4 meters tall, clad in yellowish-brown coveralls. This creature went inside the machine, which took off at a very high speed, touching the tops of the, of the reeds. 
October 25th, again in France, G. Mahou, municipal councillor 30, saw a phosphorescent craft shaped like a brooder about two meters in diameter, one meter high, rise vertically from the road, leaving a luminous trail. October 26th, 1954, again in France, uh, Vincent Casamujo and his wife saw a large cauldron-shaped craft the size of a truck, about 7 meters, at 50 meters distance near the road, 8 kilometers from this town, the town of Angoulême, going toward Paris. It took off without noise, leaving a white trail. October 26th in France again, Amy Boussard, 47, a farmer was suddenly confronted with an individual of normal height, 1.6 meters, wearing a sort of diving suit with a pale green light on either side of the helmet. The individual aimed at the witness the beam of two blue lights, and he was thrown backward. No craft was observed. Well, see, instead of paralyzing this guy, they decided they put on the force, uh, the punch power instead. They could stand. They could press a button, and and, the, and next thing you know, you're you're getting thrown to the ground. You're getting paralyzed. They could do it. They have the power to do these kind of things to us. They're way more advanced than us, obviously. Uh, and there's nothing any of us could do about it, really, when you really think about it. October 26, 1954, in France again. At this, uh, and this was in Les Matarey. At this place, situated near Saint Quirin, Mrs. Lewis and her son Mark. And sons Mark and Yvonne observed an orange craft six meters in diameter and three meters high fly over them as their tractor engine died. The lights also went out and the battery was found dead after the sighting. Uh, October 26th again in France, Mrs. Spinner and another witness saw a flying object come from the west and land one kilometer away. October 27th in France, a shop owner and his employee felt an electric shock as a very bright object flying very low stopped the engine and turned off the lights on their car. October 27th in France again, policemen saw a craft which took off from the ground, and that was all the details that they have for that one. Uh, uh, here's one from Italy from October 27th. A young nam- man named Fabrizio Bruni heard a strange hissing sound and saw an object in a field. It was stationed, stationary. One meter above the ground seemed transparent and, he, and it was emitting a blinding glare. The witness fell on the ground because of his strong emotions at the sight. The object took off vertically and suddenly, leaving a trail. Very white, glistening threads were found on the ground. Uh, we've heard that before, too, where they leave these like threads like, from, like from like a spider on, on the ground or in, hanging in trees. Uh, yeah, that's something that happens every now and then with this phenomenon as well. October 27th, a farmer, and this is in France, a farmer, Gilbert He, was gathering pears when he suddenly saw an elongated object with a light at both ends resting in the pasture. He dared not investigate, but he saw cows gathering around the object. A minute later, the lights went out and the witness lost interest and went home. Two hours later, an 18-year-old man named Shara uh, Dame fell from his motorcycle as it suddenly failed at the same spot and alerted neighbors uh, saw the object again. It had moved only slightly and two occupants were seen. They, they were about one meter tall, walked in stiff fashion and had clothes resembling bright armor. They vanished suddenly and the craft took off without noise. October 27th, France. An object was seen on the ground by a schoolboy and his school director. Uh, triangular traces were reported. October 27th, France again. On Route N40, the mayor's secretary saw for 15 minutes a bright cigar-shaped object flying very low and following the turns of the road at 20-meter altitude. Suddenly, it turned at a right angle from the road and flew away. 
October 27th, Italy, near Grosseto. Uh, a person, Ermolina Lanzillo, who was working for her, uh, who was looking for her cat, saw from her window a strange entity standing in the garden. The being appeared fat and had narrow sh- shoulders, ape-like eyes, and a head like a diving helmet. Paralyzed with terror, she regained self-control when called by her niece and with- withdrew from the window. October 29th, France, a 14-year-old child, uh, in the farmhouse owned by Mrs. Gentile, she was crying that uh, a 14-year-old child, he was crying that he had been chased by a saucer, a disc three times as large as the sun, red and purple, spinning rapidly, was seen descending swiftly toward the ground, and then it vanished. There was an investigation by local police. October 30th in Italy, two objects were seen by hunters. One touched the ground 50 meters away. It was rhombiotic, and from the bottom, a cylinder was hanging. A peculiar sound could be heard. The object shifted its position, and the cylinder hit trees, bouncing three times. Then the craft gained altitude and flew away, leaving a bluish trail. October 31st in France, uh, near uh, near Long, P. Petit and his employee, Mr. Tiller, this, is, this happened in Carampel, France, near Long, and says here, P. Petit and his employee, Mr. Tiller, with the shop owner, Mr. Pacucci, saw an oval object on the ground. When it took off, the lights of a tractor went out. Uh, It measured about 4.5 meters, emitted a bright light similar to a welder's torch. It came back, turned, and flew to the southwest. It made the same noise as a swarm of bees. There we go. There's that sound I've been talking about lately in some of my shows. The same sound that I heard back in the late 1970s when the uh, extraterrestrial being was showed up in my bedroom in the middle of the night and there was a sound like a swarm of bees, like a hum, like an electronic humming. I heard, I know that sound. November 1st, 1954, in Italy, a 40-year-old lady going to a cemetery suddenly observed an object shaped like two cones with a common base resting on a grassy space. Two small seats were visible inside the lower cone. From behind the object appeared two dwarfs. I actually did a podcast just on this case before in the past. Uh, Behind the object appeared two dwarfs, one meter tall, wearing gray coveralls and reddish helmets, speaking words she could not understand and with smiles that showed fine white teeth. They took a pot of flowers from the witness and then just flew away. Yeah, I actually did a, uh, a podcast just on that case. It was so so crazy, so strange. No, uh, November 2nd uh, in Italy, two students, Pietro Alberini and Pericol Sacchi, who were hunting, saw a dwarf one meter tall with a rubber head and a flexible tube connected, connecting his face to a cylindrical container on his back. When they came close to it, the being wrapped itself in a bluish cloud and the witnesses ran away. Might have, I think that was a good idea. Run away. You don't know what you're going to You're probably going to get paralyzed if you hang out for too long. Or worse. November 3rd in Morocco, 1954. Morocco Press reported that one of its employees, Mr. E., a driver of a delivery truck, a man of sane judgment and excellent eyesight, observed an object flying over the Beth River. I am positive it was not an aircraft or any known machine, but a circular flat craft which had the appearance of copper. It flew normally for some time, then suddenly flipped over. Therefore, I was able to see the whole disc and was amazed when it came down into a field where it landed on edge very gently. Almost immediately, it rose into the sky at great speed, resumed its horizontal position, and was soon lost to sight 
obviously that that is sounds like extraterrestrial to me all of these actually sound like extraterrestrial to me november 4th 1954 brazil jose alvis was fishing in the pardo river when he suddenly saw a craft approach with a wobbling motion and landing near him shaped like two wash bowls placed together it was about 4.5 meters uh in diameter too terrified to move the witness saw three little men dressed in white wearing tight fitting skull caps with dark skin come out of the craft gather vegetables and water and then just fly away you know it's always a lot of cases it's little they're little these beings that are coming here are little uh, smaller than human beings um I wonder why that is. I mean, is this is that how they've been designed by whoever created them? I mean, maybe using some sort of DNA uh, hybridization through some sort of a hybridization program. Is that what happened, or did they actually uh, did these beings evolve like this, and they're just these short beings? It seems like uh, it's not just the greys. These beings sound different than the greys. A lot of them that are were, were being seen in in France and other parts of the. Uh, world back in 1954 i don't know what kind of what these things are some of them are covered in hair and uh continuing here it was november 5th 1954 in spain gonzalo robinos ramos whose car had broken down saw a large shining disc rise 150 meters away with a slight noise like an explosion and fly away at fantastic speed November 5th, 1954, in France, Raymond R. saw a craft which made a noise like a large transformer and gave off an orange light land in a pasture. Again, that's the sound, that, 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 like a transformer, like an electronic humming sound. I heard that sound before. Uh, three men in dark coveralls were standing nearby. One was holding a sort of box, which emitted a beam of light three meters long. The other two were holding objects that looked like weapons. Another witness fled and felt pricklings on his face as he ran. Four photographs of the scene were taken. Traces. There was a white substance and a circle three meters in diameter where the ground had an ash-like appearance. So again, physical trace evidence was left behind. Just look at all these cases. This is just, we're just talking 1954, mostly in Europe. I mean, that's what we're talking about, mostly in France. Uh, November 7th, 1954, uh, Monte Ortobin, Sardinia. A motorcyclist saw a disc-shaped machine land near the road. He tried to turn too sharply and fell 50 meters away. A taxi driver stopped to observe the object, which gave off a soft whirring sound and soon took off. Farmers on the other side of the mountain saw it fly away. The disc, about one, uh, about 15 meters in diameter, was made of a silvery rough metal. It supported a dome and showed several portholes. And I'm sure if people got a good look behind those portholes, they would have saw humanoid creatures. Uh, November 8, 1954, in Italy, a crowd of about 150 people destroying barriers to come closer gathered to observe a luminous craft land in a stadium. The object rested on three legs and had a dome emitting a blinding white light and supporting an antenna. Two small figures, uh, dressed in white and gray, wearing transparent helmets, were seen. They spoke with guttural sounds. I've heard that one before, the guttural sounds. One of them had a black face with a sort of trunk. When a man... when a man sicked a boxer dog onto the dwarfs, the animal turned around and bit him. The object rose with a shrill sound and vanished rapidly. Boy, there's a nice way to greet them. Send out your dog and attack them, ain't uh, November 8th, 1954, in France, in the 
Vacheres Forest, reliable persons reported seeing a luminous sphere land at the edge of the forest and become dark. The next morning, investigation disclosed that an area four or five meters in diameter had no leaves, while the ground elsewhere was covered with them. The earth seemed to have been dug up. November 8th. 1954, France again. André Chaloux felt pricklings in his hands in spite of his gloves when a blue disc came close to his motorcycle and his electrical system failed. He was unable to move or articulate a word for several minutes. As soon as the blue light was turned off, he started again and went near the light when it reappeared 200 meters away. He saw the object, a cone 5.5 meters in size, rise vertically with a soft whistling then fly horizontally to the north. November 9th, in Belgium, two villagers reported the landing of a two-meter-high flying egg in a pasture. Screams seemed to emanate from it. Maybe the uh, screams were caused by... Maybe the aliens had abducted someone and they had brought them on board and the person was screaming in horror. Uh, November 10th, 1954, in Brazil, an uh, agronomist and his family in their car saw a landed disc from which two men, normal in height, with long hair and coverall-like clothes, emerged and came toward the car with arms raised. As the frightened witnesses sped away, they saw the men re-enter the disc, which rose and flew off at very great speed. November 13th, 1954, France, near the local airport in Barrec, uh, Mr. Davril saw a craft like a round hut 300 meters away. It took off without noise. Uh, so it, all, everything, you see, the, they don't make any noise. They, these, the craft make no noise. They fly away at fantastic speeds. Usually it's dwarf-sized beings that are operating these crafts. So a lot of these cases here, they're wearing, looks like they're wearing some sort of masks, some similar to like a, an oxygen mask that we would wear here. Uh, what was going on? Uh, something, something was going on big back in 1954, particularly in France. Uh, and here's another one from November 13th. An intersection of routes N28 and, N, and N319, Mr. R.L. of Ruin saw a luminous craft take off while he felt pricklings and was paralyzed. The engine of the car slowed down but did not stall. November 13th in Brazil, a lens-shaped object was seen on the railroad tracks. Near it, Three dwarfs wearing tight-fitting suits were looking at the tracks with a light. When the witness approached, the machine took off very fast. November 15th in Italy, Amerigo Lorenzini, a farmer, saw a bright cigar-shaped craft land near him and took cover. Out of it came three dwarfs dressed in metallic diving suits. They centered their attention on rabbits in a cage while speaking among themselves in an unknown language. Thinking they were going to steal the animals, the farmer aimed a rifle at the intruders, but it failed to fire and the witness suddenly felt so weak that he had to drop the gun. The dwarfs took the rabbits and their craft departed, leaving a bright trail. So in this case here, they were, they were, they were thieves. They stole the guy's rabbits and they paralyzed them. November 14th, in Belgium, that's approximate date, Marcel Pipers, a gardener, saw a craft resting near the road give off a very bright light. His clothing was partially burned when he went close to it. November 14th, in Italy, a strange beam of red light, apparently from some flying source, was reported sweeping the countryside. As it illuminated two tractors, one of them stalled, but the other, a diesel, continued. The beam was seen for about one hour by a large number of persons. You gotta love those multiple people uh, sightings because then it really becomes very difficult to deny that it that it 
happened, that it didn't happen. Santa Marie, Brazil, on November 22nd, 1954, a radio operator at the local airbase saw a huge dark object about 30 meters in diameter hovering at treetop height. With four other persons, he sought for several hours, sometimes uh, softly glowing, sometimes coming down almost to the ground. November 25th, 1954, in Italy, two 12-year-old boys, G. Marziano and P. Santucci, suddenly saw three figures who, as soon as they were discovered, entered a small spherical craft concealed 10 meters away behind some bushes. The beings were small, about 35 centimeters tall, had very large heads and lead-gray skin. The craft had two sharp-pointed propellers in front, which started spinning. The craft took off suddenly with a hissing sound. Now, that's weird. Uh, a, a UFO, uh, an apparent extraterrestrial craft that had propellers. Uh... I wonder if it was just maybe a screen memory that they threw in the kids' heads because I don't think that they use propellers for their crafts. But it does sound like these things were alien at the same time. And actually, it reminds me of a different case that we were just from the last time when I was doing this, when I was talking about this. There was one case where people were looking at something and it looked like a plane at first. It looked like a plane or a jet and then, then it changed shape, as uh, you know. But uh, who knows? What they're, they're, this is probably some sort of technology where they're able to make us see what they want us to see. November 28th in Venezuela, G. Gonzalez and Jose Ponce, truck drivers, found their road blocked by a luminous sphere over three meters in diameter, hovering two meters above the ground. A small creature with claws and glowing eyes came toward them. I remember this case. Gonzalez uh, grabbed it, found it strangely light, less than 20 kilo, uh, kilograms, and observed its body was very hard and covered with fur. But the creature pushed him back while two other dwarfs emerged from the bushes and leaped into the sphere, carrying stones and other stamp samples. Gonzalez was blinded by a light from the craft, and the strange beings flew away. Obviously, this is extraterrestrial, obviously. Uh, December 1954 in Venezuela. Early in December, the director of Bargamito College was chased by a luminous disc as he was driving near Guanare. He fired at the object with his revolver without effect. He stopped another car in which a lawyer and a two policemen were traveling. All four saw the machine fly away. Uh, December 1st, 1954, France. A 39-year-old civilian saw an oval light, very bright, illuminating, illuminating the countryside. After some maneuvers and oscillations in midair, it landed for a couple of minutes, less than three kilometers away, then flew off to the east. December 4th, 1954, in Spain. Twelve workers saw what uh, they described as a square machine with, uh, B, with a, a beast with a side... with, with they, they describe as a square machine with one side of it 10 inches. This is incomplete here, this, this case here. It says with B side of 10 inch. That doesn't make any sense. Land and take off at great speed flying toward the south. Uh, December 4th, 1954, uh, uh, in Italy. For, for several minutes, a waiter saw a circular object stationary in a pasture 50 meters away. It was blue with symmetrical openings from which a bright red light was emitted. The witness got a rifle and fired twice at the very tall figure who came out of the turret on the craft. Immediately, a very strong wind was felt and the craft took off amidst a reddish glow. December 9th, 1954, Brazil. A farmer, uh, Odo Costa de Rosa, observed a stranger standing near a machine shaped like a tropical helmet 
cream colored, surrounded with haze, making the same noise as a sewing machine. Another man was looking at a fence and the head and arms of a third one were visible inside the craft. As the witness dropped his hoe, the man smiled, picked it up and gave it back to him, after which they motioned him to stay away and took off. They were of average height, had broad soldier, shoulders, long hair, very white skin and slanted eyes. They, were, they wore brown coveralls ending with shoes without heels. Sounds like uh, the Nordics, which sometimes, you know, I suspect that the Nordics actually are reptilians in disguise. That doesn't make me right, but I have a suspicion about that. Uh, here's from December 9th in Germany. Ernst Jung and his wife saw an intense red luminous object descending toward them at great speed. It hovered five meters above the ground when they stopped their motorcycle. It was cigar-shaped, five meters long, two meters wide. They saw it turn off its lights and fly toward the forest. Other people on a bus saw the same thing. December 10th, 1954, in Venezuela, a doctor from Caracas, who was driving with his father near this town, stopped his car as two little men were running into the bushes. Soon thereafter, a luminous disc rose from the side of the road with a sizzling sound and flew away. Well, obviously, extraterrestrial habits. You know, again, you put all of these cases together, right? Let's even, let's pretend, let's say only 10% of them are, are happened. Well, then that means, you know, these extraterrestrials are really here and they've been here a long time and they've been checking us out for a long time. And obviously a lot of things were, ha were happening there in, in 1954. Uh, here's another one from Venezuela on December 10th, 1954. Having seen a bright object land near the Trans-Andean Highway, two young men approached it, found it was shaped like two bowls glued together about three meters in diameter. The underside was a source of fiery light. Four small beings emerged and attacked them in an apparent kidnapping attempt. The dwarfs were extremely strong, their bodies covered with hair. They fled into the machine and it took off. Wow. Another uh, abduction attempt that failed. December 11th, 1954, uh, Linha Bella Vista, Brazil, near the, near the site of a different case, uh, Pedro Moraes saw two human beings dressed in yellow bags take a tobacco plant and a chicken, then go away. Their craft had a bottom like an enormous polished brass kettle, hovered with an oscillating motion, and made a noise like a sewing machine. Its upper part resembled a jeep hood. Um, yep. Another, another, another more fuel for the fire. December 16th in Venezuela. Three young men saw a dwarf who attacked one of them. Jesus Paz before fleeing into a dark shaped machine which flew off immediately. It was flat and shiny and had been hovering one meter above the ground. You know, I have to wonder, like, were they, weren't they good at abducting people yet? Or I mean, is, that, is that what happened here? Or were they just starting to get interested in that at this, at this point? I mean, I, I, because all these other cases, people have no control over themselves a lot of these times. They're basically, they don't remember what happened during these abductions. And these, some of these abduction attempt, attempts here, uh, yeah, some of these abduction attempts that were going on in 1954 turned out to be failures. Did, uh, are, are these the same aliens? Are, were the, are these aliens here, I wonder, associated with the with the gray aliens uh, from later on? Or you have to wonder. Or are they just, or maybe they're the same ones and they were wearing fur-covered uniforms or something. I, I, I don't know. Very strange. Well, here's another one from December 17th in France. A, woodsman, a woodsman from 
Poligny saw a very bright light on the road, first thought it was an American car with its headlights on, but soon observed it came from a dark craft about 80 meters away. The light turned brighter. The witness felt an intense heat wave and thought he was going to die. Finally, the light went away. December 19th in Venezuela, uh, Jose Para, an 18-year-old jockey, saw six small creatures loading stones onto uh, into a disc-shaped machine hovering about three meters above the ground. He tried to run away but was paralyzed by a violent beam aimed at him by one of the creatures. The cre- uh, wow. All the creatures then entered the craft and it took off. Not before they paralyzed the, the witness, though. December 20th in Venezuela, an employee of the Barbula Sanatorium saw an object on the ground but did not report it. Three hours later, another employee saw the craft. It was luminous and took off soon afterward. December 29th in France, this is the last one that I'm going to do for today, near Gardon, Mr. Gamba saw an oval red object 50 meters away. When he tried to approach it, he found he was unable to move. As soon as this paralysis subsided, he ran to get his brothers and came back to the craft which turned white, then red, and then it rose and flew away toward the east. It had been on the ground for at least 15 minutes. Strange traces were found as if the ground had been dug up. Small trees near the river were found damaged as if they had been cut with a knife. So there you go, another case of paralysis. So there were dwarf-like beings pointing uh, some sort of object at uh, different witnesses, and then the witnesses would become paralyzed. Uh, they were flying around in strange craft. 1954 was just a giant year. And uh, I mean, again, when you put all of these cases together and you, and you look at them one by one by one, you just read them off like in a machine gun f- fashion. I mean, it's undeniable, right? It becomes undeniable. Obviously, this gives you an idea of what you're dealing with. I mean, of course, now this is, <laughs> what, 70 plus years ago we're talking about now. Uh, or actually, yeah, uh, actually almost 70 years ago, uh, 1954. But still, I mean, our our technology, we don't, we don't have things like this. We, we, we don't have objects where, we, where multiple people can get in and then fly around and s- silently like that. We just don't have it. We don't, I mean, I don't think we've developed anything so far that, that could paralyze people like this from a distance. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't see, I mean, we could put, we could drug people, but I don't, it seems like what they're using, they're using some sort of technology to do it. We don't have craft that, you know, we, we, we don't, we can't make ourselves invisible. These beings obviously have the ability to do, make themselves or the craft invisible. Uh, but you see, in a lot of these cases, there was physical trace evidence left behind. So, you know, it's just, again, it's just another example of how, uh, of evidence that we are not alone here on this planet. Just another example of that. Anyway, this was a pretty long one today. So I just want to say thank you all for joining me. Until next time.